Welcome to the Introvertpreneur Podcast. Take a breath because you are in the right place and you can finally stop apologizing for being an introvert. I'm Tara and I've discovered how to thrive as an entrepreneur while being 100% true to myself. Now I want to help you do the same. In these episodes, you're going to find everything you need to build a successful service-based business so you can stop competing with extroverts and grow and market your business with ease. Are you ready? Welcome back to another episode of the Introvertpreneur Podcast. We are joined today by Jonathan Stewart. He is based in the UK and the founder of Simplicity Specialist. He is a out-of-the-box business coach, system specialist, and a Notion certified consultant dedicated to helping entrepreneurs build a business that works for them, which I really love. I'm all about productivity. I am all about finding what works for you. And I love that you focus on that when it comes to productivity. It's not just here's templates, use them. (laughs) And I will also share a Jonathan. He also hosts two must listen podcasts, working well in business and notion nerds, which I need to subscribe to because I've started using notion as well. (laughs) So I'm so excited you're here. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm super excited. It's going to be awesome. I'm looking forward to chatting to you. Yeah. So I would love for you to tell everyone a little bit about your story, kind of how you got started in business and a little bit more about what you do. Yeah. So I started my business out of necessity. <laughs> the beginning of my like businessy entrepreneurial journey was just teaching guitar in in my shed and helping people to like learn to play music in a way that fits them. I used to teach people of all ages guitar because when I started learning and when I went to college, I hated it and ended up leaving because it just felt like everyone was telling me what I had to do. And so for a while I did that, I was just a a guitar teacher. I taught guitar and then I suddenly found myself, I, I built my own website. I did all the nerdy stuff and taught myself as much as possible. And then slowly and surely I kind of fell into the world of productivity starting off with Notion because I used it to build a course in a couple of days versus in in months and months. And I kind of took off from there. What I do now as the simplicity specialist is kind of an evolution of all of the little pieces of me that I have where I've been a tech VA, where I've helped people build actual systems, whether that be in Notion or other tools, connecting tools together, and also some of the coaching psychology stuff, which I wanted and kind of had to learn to help me understand the way that people work as I'm autistic. So I do have that amazing ability to think about so many things at once. And I needed to be able to harness that in the way that I work. So I taught myself how to do that. And I have what my clients call an uncanny ability to just get exactly where they want to go very quickly. And I, I don't have the typical conversations of like, oh, how's your day been? Has it been great? It's straight in and just giving them what they need to start from them, which is where Simplicity Specialist has come up. Simplicity meaning not less or more, but enough and just enough so that you can do what you want to do because we're being bombarded all of the time by courses we should be taking, 
templates for productivity that are telling you that this is the way, the one way, the best way, the best app, the best solution. When the truth is, is nobody knows what is best. The only person who can know is you. And it's a journey of self-discovery of like figuring out the way that you work. Because if you know the way that you work, then everything else kind of falls to the wayside as you start to discover the way that you work and work in a way that suits you versus what everybody tells you to do instead of the should, should do this and should do that, which is where I started. I didn't really get to a point where I felt I was successful until I took it all away. I've spent 30, 40 grand worth of courses that I've taken and none of them have really helped me in the way that I needed. And then once I stripped all that back and started from me, I was able to create something that actually fit me to create a business that works with my idiosyncrasies, the way that I work, the fact that I can get really tired really quickly and I have to take those breaks, the fact that I am introverted and I don't like going out and meeting tons of people and spending a lot of time. I can do it and I have a great time having conversations, but I am absolutely exhausted afterwards. I need to step away. And so understanding all of those different facets of me, the pieces of me that create the system that I evolve in is helped me to really like get to a point with myself and with my clients to go, oh, there's nothing wrong with me. I'm not broken. It's not me that's the problem. It's the way that I'm trying to force myself to work instead of trying to constantly improve, which trust me, believe me, I love to improve and love to get better but I have to start from where I'm at already. And I have gone on talking for ages. So I'm going to stop right now. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Yeah, I totally resonate with everything you shared. Like I I had to do the same thing. I've a self-proclaimed course junkie. So I am multi-passionate. So I want to learn all the things, but sometimes it just doesn't fit with how I work, especially with productivity. I find that a lot of times it's like, be successful, you have to join the 5 a.m. club. And I'm like, that that's just not for me. No, I'm more productive in the evenings. So that's when I choose to do most of my like focus and dig into the work that I want to get done. And getting up at 5 a.m. No, I woke up at 11 a.m. this morning for our noon interview. And that works for me. I'm not a morning person. That's so amazing. Like all of the advice that's given, especially the ones that say science says, and there is science saying that getting up early is helpful. Yes, but that is with a certain context. That is with a certain way of working. And the problem when people say science says is they don't actually go look at the science, which is kind of where I go a bit like, oh, let's go and play in the science and see actually what is true, because common productivity advice is so surface level and makes a bunch of assumptions and puts in a bunch of constraints that try to stop you from working in a certain way. And I'm exactly the same. I am hilariously, I work in flows. Sometimes I go up, get up really early and sometimes I get up really late. And imagine if I tried to force myself to just get up early when I really wanted to, to get up late and being able to move between that flow, between actually getting up super early or getting up super late or, or just trusting that my body can take care of me. And that's kind of where I moved for my own productivity. And it's just, yeah, I love it. I love it when you can just 
often in business, when you talk about systems, it's very much like the tech and all of those pieces that get stuck together. And often it's like, oh, well, I don't know whether this is going to work. What if Zapier breaks? What if this breaks? What if that breaks? What if this doesn't work? Well, I don't like Notion because it doesn't work for me. I don't like this because it doesn't, because it's not right. There's something wrong with the software or there's something wrong with me. And it's nothing to do with the software and it's nothing to do with you. It's about finding what actually works, what mm-hmm. really truly works. And that that is actually not the easiest thing in the world to do because no one teaches you how to do it. It's so hard to like strip back all of the productivity, like the horrible things that people say, like, I'm just not efficient enough. I'm not effective enough. I'm not good enough. I'm not this enough. I'm not enough. Like, like, I wish I was more effective and efficient, but you're not a robot and you're not supposed Mm -hmm. to be a robot. And productivity advice that the traditional stuff that is sprouted out all over the internet, all of the time and in business is all about like, being the top of your game 24 hours a day, seven days a week. But what what happens when you're overwhelmed? What happens when you're in burnout? Because those things happen and you still kind of have to do business even if you're in burnout. How do you adapt it then? How do you follow those flows? That's the mm-hmm. bit that I find more interesting. I love that you talk about the flow because I try to explain to oh, people and especially my team, I'm like, I love to plan things. I'm big on productivity, but sometimes I will just follow, I call it following my energy, <laughs> where if I'm like really excited about something, I will just dive right in and get it all done and launched within a weekend. And my team's always like, what are you doing? We need to like do a full launch and plan everything. And I'm like, no, I was just, I followed my energy and I just went with it. Like that's what works for me. That's when I'm the most productive. And I know that. So I'm not going to try to like hold myself back. Oh, I've I've had a number of my clients recently. I've been speaking to them and they've been like, oh, but I have all these ideas. And then when I actually try to do them, I'm working on a writing up a workshop that's happening on Monday at the time of this recording a, around like task management in a way that isn't like forcing you to fit in one way. And often people like try to force themselves to do everything all at once instead of doing what you were saying of like, no, I'm just going to follow where my energy is and follow that flow. Because actually for what, from my experience and from the experience of my clients, often it's the getting started part. It's that that bit of motivation that you have to light the fire to get you started. And then once you get started, you can't stop. And so following that flow is so, so important because and it's like with content marketing of like, oh, well, I just I just have to batch everything. That works when you're in flow to batch. If you're not, then you're mm-hmm. not going to. And it's yeah. about trusting how you work because sometimes you will and be okay with saying, nope, I can't and I don't want to. And I ju- it's just not possible for me right now. And And letting go of that guilt. Because there's always the best advice. There's the perfect advice. You've got to post three times a day. You've got to do reels. You've got to do this. You've got to do that. Mm-hmm. No, you don't. Nobody knows how business works. We're making it up as we go along. No one has the context that you have. It's the context that actually allows people to come up with the solutions. And that's saying nothing about anyone who gives the, the advice. Because that advice, if it works for you, it works for you. 
but say that. <laughs> Don't just That's... assume that everyone works the same way. I love that about like giving yourself permission and the feelings of guilt because you just made me think of like, I have a recurring task every Friday that is like three posts for the on Facebook and schedule them. And for the last few weeks, that task has come up on Friday and I'm just like, I don't want to. Um, <laughs> so I just check it off. So it goes to the next week. I'm like, I, I think we have to like planning and making sure we're productive is good, but it's okay to give yourself that, that room, like not be so strict with yourself because that's where the, the best things come into play. And also that word productive. I love, I love that word because we've completely ruined it. <laughs> but the word productive, it actually, the original like meaning of the word to pro- be productive is serving to produce, which if you look at the word produce, it's to bring forward. And so it's in service to bring forward. That's what serving to produce means. That's what productivity means. It's bringing yourself forward. What do you need to lead yourself? And that's all productivity is. It's not about like fixing and tweaking things. That's part of it, but it's it's only like this tiny weeny part of it. It's not even half of it. It's how can you be in service to you showing up, to you moving forward? Like, how can you do that? What does that look like for you? And being able to just go, yeah, no, um, that recurring task isn't actually helping me. It's a nice reminder, <laughs> but I don't really need it. So bye. and being unable to let that go i've actually stopped using recurring tasks because they don't help (laughs) i'll just tick them off and so it's like well when i want to do them i'll have it as a, a note as a reminder like sending from my brain and like having it somewhere so i know it exists and then deciding to do it is whether i want to do it or not so recurring tasks I think I surprise people when I talk to them. So how do you manage like recurring tasks? I'm like, I don't because why would I? Because everything that I do is different. I do things differently because if I do things on a recurring basis, I get bored. The moment I am bored, I will lose interest in everything and I will just walk away. A quite hilarious example. Literally, I'm meant to be, I want to be promoting a workshop. But I have no energy. I'm navigating burnout. But I got really distracted looking at audio for Halloween. And I'm like, I wonder, how could I put this and this together? And so I ended up creating a social post where it literally is just Halloween music in the background. It just so happens, luckily, that it's on Halloween. <laughs> and so I was able to combine the two together and, and actually follow my, like, wants and things that I want to do and want to achieve instead of trying to force myself I'm following my rabbit holes I'm going down in the rabbit holes and enjoying them instead of going oh I really should get on there and post some more social media posts I really should promote this more or do that more or do this more I really should 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 well what if what if what I'm doing is okay what if the way I work isn't wrong, but it's right? And I just haven't figured out how to harness it yet. That's awesome. I have a question that I'm totally curious about because I do this. So sometimes I'll have an idea or 
something I want to do and I'll put it in, like I use ClickUp for all my tasks and projects and stuff. And then when it comes up to the due date, because I I always put due dates on stuff because I work from my home screen. So if there's no due date, I'll never see it again. So I always assign a due date. And then when it comes up, I'm like, yeah, I'm not really feeling this and I'll push it out. And then the next time it comes up, like, I'm not really feeling this. I'll push it out. So how many times would you push something out or how do you like navigate those types of situations? So if that deadline is real, that my, my suspicion and my guess from what you said is that the actual deadline isn't a real deadline. It is a self-imposed deadline. Mm-hmm. And I just don't have self-imposed deadlines anymore because I can just keep pushing it. So the purpose of that deadline isn't helping me. It sounds like with ClickUp, you have no choice but to put deadlines. And so that part of your system isn't serving you. It's not helping you. So how... Where could you put it where it would serve you? And often when I get caught and you were talking just a minute ago about how you just dove into something, what would happen if when you got that inspiration to do it, you went and did it. You just dove deep into it and followed it through as much as you possibly Mm -hmm. could. Because it sounds like there's like a, I just, I just, when we put things in and from my experience, like when I put something in, I have an idea if I'm not instantly motivated to do it, I am trying to figure out all of the steps in my head. And I'm instead of like actually capturing the idea, I'm capturing just the surface level and then everything else under it. I can feel all of the steps I've got to take under it. And that feels overwhelming. And it's just like, no, 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 no. And I will just keep pushing it off when that sensation of I'm just not feeling it, for me, that means I can see a whole laundry list of things that I'm trying to process in my head, whether I have the time to do. So for me, if I get into that state of like overwhelm, I will just brain dump everything I need to do for that thing out. So when it comes to a content, a piece of content, when I have the idea, I will immediately capture it quickly. There's no deadline, there's no information, and I will just start writing all of the things that I I have in my head, or I don't really write because I start editing too much. I'll just speak into Descript because Descript is awesome and I love it, where I can just speak and it will transcribe for me. And then when I'm ready, I'll come back in or a member of my team goes in and turns it into a pretty blog post that feels like it flows and everything. So it allows me to capture and move quickly without a self-imposed deadline because this the self-imposed deadline is so easy to push because it doesn't it doesn't exist the deadline mm-hmm. isn't really there with this call I knew we were we were meeting here and yes I could push we could have pushed it but no I'd rather not I don't like the idea of pushing that so it's a deadline that's real but if it's a self-imposed deadline it it loses for me especially it loses all power having the deadline is just like it's not really a deadline Mm-hmm. And that's not how I work. Did yeah. I actually answer your question? I think you did, I did. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think um I mean, one thing too is like every time I push it, I feel a little guilt too. So mm. that starts to pile up too. Yeah. So you've got all the things you've got to do for that task. Then you've got the guilt that you haven't done it. And then you've got the guilt that and we are very emotionally driven. And so you feel 
what may happen is you may feel like you're not good enough to do that task. And then you feel like, mm-hmm. oh, I didn't do it then. This is evidence of my failure, of something that I've done wrong. And I'm being dramatic for the sake mm-hmm. of clarity. But it feels like you've done something wrong by not doing it. It goes back to that school age of like, you were naughty. You didn't <laughs> do as you were told. You should have done this better. And it's like a reminder instead of like, no, I just didn't want to. Mm-hmm. I just wasn't ready for that right now. And then the guilt, plus all the tasks you've got to do. No wonder you push it. Mm-hmm. No wonder. <laughs> it, it, it's, it's, when you think about that, it's like, oh, yeah, no wonder I was just like not doing that. Yeah, I know. I have one on my list that actually came back up today that I saw that I looking at the history, I pushed it out like 10 times. (laughs) I need to just either like it's a training that I have to record and I'm just not feeling it. So I'm like, I don't know why, like I had this idea in the first place. Maybe I was excited about it then, but I'm just not now. So maybe I just need to let it go and figure out a new training that I'm actually excited about and want to do right away. And do it. Like Mm -hmm. that is the thing that I've, one of the things that I really like and probably one of the models that I've taken on and that's really helped me is Elizabeth Goddard and her like profitable live trainings. Of Like when I have an idea, I will launch it super quick because then I follow my excitement, which is what I've done with the thing that I'm doing. I'm like, I'm, I'm excited. This is something that I've been speaking about a lot with lots of different people. And it's something that's in my head and I want to get it out. And that motivation drives me to do the things the boring bits that I don't really want to do mm-hmm. because I have that like energy to push through but once that has gone <laughs> it's much harder and often sometimes when I have things like that which I have had in the past where I've had these ideas and then put them and stored them somewhere I often do them live because for me I work better when I have something that actually is happening as I was saying so mm-hmm. this is an example like I am here I knew what I was, I was preparing I read all the details of what you sent me I I did all of the pre-work because I knew it was coming and the same mm-hmm. thing with like when I do something live I know it's coming it is a fixed and actual real deadline and I do it then but that is obviously if you like live things and if you don't then yeah <laughs> <laughs> that makes Perfect sense. Yeah. I, and I love systems and we, we put so much pressure on productivity, I feel like too. And I know one example I have too, like we sign up for summits, for example, like to be a speaker at a summit and we have our topic. And for some reason, like the last one I did, I was like, I don't know why I chose this topic. I'm just not feeling it now, but And I put it off and put it off. And then the morning that I had to do, because it was like a live interview, the morning, like an hour before the interview, I'm sitting here trying to rush create these slides and content. I'm like, this is not how I work best. I do not work best under pressure. It's I, I know that about myself and I need to do things that are going to alleviate that and not make that happen. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And. The thing with systems is one of those words which has so much trauma attached to it, like productivity and systems. But all systems are a bunch of components shoved together to do something. 
we are systems. You and I are existing inside of a system. We have you, you have me, we are inside this system of a, a podcast recording. And then it goes into another, like all systems are just pieces of things that are put together. And that for me has really helped me like see the bigger picture because as a little bit of a perfectionist who likes to get it right and do things in the right way, being able to see the system that I'm inside or the boundaries that I'm within help me to alleviate a little bit of that pressure and the trauma attached with get your systems in, in order, get your systems in order, sort your systems out. You don't have a system. And then on the other side, you have people, well, I don't need a system. I love those conversations because I'm like, if you think you don't need a system, you have the perfect system because the system is just a bunch of things that come together. They're not apps. They're not tools. They're not particular things that you do. They are all of the things that come together. As a human being, we are a system. We have systems and we are one. And everything is a system in some way, shape or form. It's just not as like one, two, three as it's commonly seen. And as perceived as like step one, step two, step three, it's actually step one, which spreads out to step one, two, three, which is why people get overwhelmed because they only have step one. And then when they have step one, they have a list of like 80 other things and we don't take it out of our brains and we keep it in here, causing more overwhelm, causing more frustration and causing more like, oh, maybe I'm not set to do this. Maybe I shouldn't be doing this because I just can't because I'm not able to because I'm not good enough because there's something wrong with my brain so systems are fun they have so much trauma attached to them but when when you step away from like the traditional viewpoint of systems and see it from the actual real thing that it is which is just a bunch of components that come together to create something you define that something i think that's where like people struggle they get these templates and try to insert them and use them as is and they're not going to work for you exactly as is. That's that's not. I, I think people see like, oh, this template. This is what I need for ClickUp, or this is what I need for Notion, and then they think that's that's it. Like I can just plug this in and use it, but it doesn't work quite that way. <laughs> Where I started, I started doing Notion templates, and I noticed the more I did, the more I was moving away. And it's a great business model. Don't get me wrong. And it's now taken off. It's ex- loaded the notion market marketplace of like so many people selling their templates and selling their things and for me it was getting harder and harder to do things like that because it's not enough the promise that it provides telling you it will be the one-stop shop to do x y and z saying it can fix everything and it, it can't because without knowing the way that you work and tools like ClickUp and notion and some of them less simple tools, so to speak, like you know, Asana and Trello are much more basic and they have firm boundaries in place to stop you from going all over the place. Whereas ClickUp and Notion are very are much more expansive. And so the reason why people struggle with Notion and ClickUp and those tools is because they're trying to fit themselves into a box that doesn't fit them. And the best way to make Notion work for you or the best way to make ClickUp work for you or Obsidian or the long list of other tools that are coming out for productivity is to know that the way that you work first and to start there versus start and and what you actually want. 
what do you actually want from a system? Often there are these beautifully complex and and type A systems that are like every single little piece is tracked and it, it's delicious to look at and it feels productive. But for me personally, recently, I've actually switched from Notion because for me, Notion became, it was hard to get things into Notion for me. And so I just wasn't using it and I was storing everything in my head. And if there's one piece of advice that I could give to everyone is stop doing it, keeping it in here. Our brains are not computers. Years and years ago, like if you look at it in the past, which of course I did, it used to be compared to a water pump. Our brains are com- used to be compared to a water pump or a pipe or like the most advanced thing that existed at the time. Our brains right now, it's commonly seen as a computer, a, a hard drive, which you it, it doesn't work like that. Our brains are far more infinitely complex, which is great. And I am not going to go down that. Note. I'm just going <laughs> to put that in the Bruno bin before I get way too excited and start talking about that. But that is that is the thing. It's like, get it out of here. Once you take it from here and put it somewhere else, then you can start to organize it and structure it. And then you can do the task. Instead of like trying to capture the task, organize the task and do the task all at once and try to prioritize in your head, getting it out of your head is all you need to do. And you don't need anything in particular to do that with. You can do it on your phone. You can do it on one little tiny thing. And templates try to skip that process, which is which I understand. Like we have very little capacity to think uh, these days, there are so many things that we have to try and do, but it ends up slowing us down. And then there is the guilt and then there is the mm-hmm. thinking that you're doing something wrong. Mm-hmm. I know for me, when I started to hear about Notion, I was like, oh, maybe I should check it out and try it. And I got in there and I'm like, oh, this is way too overwhelming. Like blank screen. I'm like, oh my gosh, I don't like, and I love tech. I love learning a new system. And I was just like, oh my gosh this is not for me. And then I found that I really wanted a calendar to like map out launches and like promos. Like I really wanted to see it in a visual calendar and the ClickUp calendar just wasn't working for me because it had all my calls in there and I couldn't remove them because I'd connected my calendar. So it was just too overwhelming. And I tried Airtable and I was like, I don't really like this either for this purpose. So then I went back to Notion and I was like, yes, this works perfectly for me for the calendar. I can set it up how I want it, figure out like, I, I don't use it for much, but I it's like the integral part of my marketing and planning calendar. And then that calendar connects to ClickUp and creates a task anytime I add something to the calendar in Notion. But that's why I love systems. And like, I tell everyone, like, I love ClickUp. It's like my project management system, like almost everything is in ClickUp. But it might not work for everyone. It's like, like I used to use Asana and then it wasn't enough for me or I found that it wasn't really helping me actually work through tasks and get things done or organize my thoughts. So that's when I moved to ClickUp. But I know some people absolutely love Trello and I tried Trello and I was like, I don't like this at all. So I love that you're more like, it's it's really about how you work best and who you are as a person and what's going to work for you in terms of like your systems and how you plan things or even just how you work in general. It is very much how you work in general. 
And what's really cool is that the way that you work evolves. It doesn't stay static because if it does, then you're stuck and you're not evolving, which we naturally do. We are naturally, we naturally as humans, we want to evolve and change and grow over time as we learn more things. Otherwise, why are you an entrepreneur? It's way too hard. <laughs> it's too hard to not want to not want to be marginally obsessed with self-growth. <laughs> and like the idea of your systems being static and stuck is a misnomer because it can't stay stuck. Because if it does, then you're stuck. But you do stay. Like there is a thread, like back to my intro when I was talking about like how I got started in music. I was teaching music because I hated the way I was told to learn. I had to do my scales in a certain way. And there was no motivation for me. And it always leads back to the end. There is pieces of you that will always exist because no matter what your business model, no matter like what you're trying to achieve, you will always be in your system. And so if it starts from you, instead of starting from an app or a template, that's where it is. And going back to what you were saying about like how Notion, when you first found it, it was like, what, what am I doing? <laughs> and then now you've come back and go, I know exactly what I'm doing. It, it was less about the app and more about you. You knew. You knew what you wanted. And mm -hmm. because you knew what you, were, what you wanted, you had that ability to move forward and, and push forward because you knew what you were wanted and you were clear on what you were trying to achieve. And if you don't have that clarity, Notion sucks. Notion absolutely sucks and will just overwhelm you to such a degree. It's also a great tool to figure out how you work. It's how I figured out how I worked because I was willing to butt up against things and get really annoyed and swear at the screen really loudly. Like, why am I not? Why is this not working? Why is that not working? And like just being able to figure out how I process information. So for me, the reason why I love Notion is because, and I still use Notion, just not for everything. So super example actually is ConvertKit. I use ConvertKit for my email marketing. It's great to love every bit of it, apart from the fact that I hate the way that it shows me information and it bugs me. So I have it feed out into my Notion so I can see subscribers, so I can see at a glance instead of having to click, 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 click to find out how many people opened, how many people read, how many people unsubscribed. I don't have to do any of that. I just see it as a little like row. I see it and see how many people. And I've got nice little icons and emojis and it feels good because I'm working the way that I do and I can see that data in multiple ways. What I struggled with, and I don't like ClickUp because it put me in a boundary which I didn't want to be in and I found that really restricted and I'm like, I just want to do this one thing. Can I please do it? No. Can you put that in as a feature, please? No, we can't. It's not on the roadmap. I'm like, ah. <laughs> And becoming reliant on features and particular features is is also one of those things that like I worry about for people. It's like, oh, this feature is it makes my workflow. No, the workflow is you, the way mm -hmm. that you work. The feature complements you. I could do my workflow in any app. The way that I work can work in any app, whether it's on a piece of paper, whether it's on a complicated digital 
software, whether it's in ClickUp, I could even do it in ClickUp. I've done it in Google Sheets. I've done it in everything. I've tried. <laughs> tested it because I was intrigued to see whether actually I wasn't talking out my backside and I wasn't because I can do it in any app it's about like figuring out the way you work and then it can mold into the tool that you use versus like trying to stick yourself in there instead of using this app because there's no context to that which drives me insane mm -hmm. it drives me insane I love that. and you have an awesome quiz about what's your productivity personality so anyone listening definitely take that quiz I, is it the same quiz like have you updated it because i know i took it oh, before yes. but I'm like, yes okay i'll take it again <laughs> yes it's now called the way you're wired to work which is a little bit more detailed and improved with some of the profiles as i've learned a little bit more and dove even deeper into psychology and the way that the brain works i've gone through it again and updated it and i will keep updating it it's actually a big upgrade coming really soon i'm just waiting for a piece of software to update and allow me to do what i want to do my brain has already gone ahead before the tech could catch up so <laughs> i love that <laughs> but yes yeah that, that quiz is probably one of my i love that quiz and every time i go back in i'm like oh this is actually really good <laughs> i made this it makes sense <laughs> that's awesome yeah everyone will have that link in the show notes for you to take that quiz. I always love taking quizzes too. I think quizzes are probably one of the best lead magnets that you can put out there because people, like, especially when it comes to productivity and everything, like we've been talking about, like, I want to learn more about myself in order to make my systems like work for me instead of fitting myself in a box. Because I mean, as I've kind of shared pieces, I don't necessarily think that ClickUp is working a hundred percent for me anymore. I think there's some things that I need to change and let go of, like everything having a self-signed due date. There's no need for that. Like most of my like things that have a set due date are on my calendar. And I've yes. even now, I just started doing this and I'm loving it right now. So for anyone listening who struggles with your calendar. So because I'm a course junkie, I'm in a lot of programs that do live calls and that. So it takes a lot of energy as an introvert. So sometimes like I want to go to all of them, but sometimes I, I just can't do it, but I want to have them all on my calendar. But having everything on my calendar started to get a little bit overwhelming anytime I would open it and see like it looks really packed. So what I started doing is going into anything that I have to show up for. Like it's a call that I'm doing. It's an interview that I'm doing. I color code it in a different color. So I know, okay, everything in yellow, I have to do. Everything in blue is not necessary if I don't feel like it, but it is there and happening. Yeah, I love that. And that there is like talking around like simple things like color coding. People, when I've spoken to people, have you, have you tried color coding? Oh, well, well, it feels like the sense I get from people is like, oh, I, I shouldn't want that. I shouldn't be attracted to a certain UI. I shouldn't like have these requirements because I should be able to get on with any app. Nope. And it's that that there is a, a point of like when you are at a certain point in your business where you're in this like what I like to call the messy middle, where you're you know what you do and you have that clarity and you've got the business, the business basics, whatever they may be. Like you're no longer trying to throw stuff at the wall to see what sticks as much. 
And you're in that middle ground where you're like, I know what I do. I know who I serve. I know how I help. No one talks about that. They're all like, oh, I'm going to help you scale your systems. Mm. I'm going to help <laughs> you do these things. I'm going to do all this. But if you're not there and you're here in this messy middle, in that bit where you have your old systems that maybe aren't suiting you quite enough, but the amount of effort it takes to try and change that, and then you've got like the loss. You think you've just wasted all your time using this tool and spent all this time and all this money hiring someone to help you with it, and now it's not working, and why can't you just figure it out? You don't have to figure it out. <laughs> mm -hmm. Be willing to let that go because it's part of the journey when you're in this messy middle of like, okay, I want to be here right now. This app doesn't do that for me. So here is what I'm going to do differently. Here's what I actually want. Here is the context that I'm in. I am at a point in my business where I have a team now. When I first started, it was just me. I am at a point in my business where this has changed or the offer or the model that I'm working at is different. I now have a family when I didn't have before. I now am struggling energetically and I can't burn the midnight oil anymore. So here are the things that I need to fit the context that I'm in. And when you're in that messy middle of trying to figure out what all those pieces are, that is the but for me, when I work with clients who are in that messy middle, it is the most amazing like moment where they're like, oh, I can just let all this go. I can just let all this stuff go and move forward in a way that fits me. And to have that permission slip of like, hey, here you go. Just you can let that go. And everything you've learned from Asana, everything you've learned from hating Trello's guts for a couple of weeks, all serves you to help you move forward. It's that jumping off post. It's the fact that, oh, oh, I don't like self-imposed deadlines. They're not actually helping me. And something I heard you say when you were saying, like, I don't like being tied. You were talking about like how you don't work well under pressure. Self-imposed deadlines puts pressure on you. Yeah. <laughs> and you're just like, oh, well. And, and it's, it's what we do. We, we put these things on ourselves. And until someone goes, hey, think about that. Look at this. And it's hard because you're in your head all the time. And all of the, all of the funny, funny stuff and the, the mental gymnastics that you do, which don't get me wrong, I still do myself. Even now, after doing this with clients, even without, it's like I still have the mental gymnastics. I am literally switching from Notion, which I have been in for, I don't even know how many years now, time blindness, thank you for that, <laughs> it for so long. And I am actually migrating to a completely different tool because the way that I'm working now requires me to just be quick and just follow my energy because I'm, I, I've been experiencing a lot of burnout. And so my process has to change. I don't have time or a want to tweak and optimize every little speck of things which i did with notion i just want to get in get the stuff done and get out and be able to capture things quickly because my brain is just going too fast now for me to be able to use notion and being able to step away from that and go hey so this is how i work now <laughs> and this is how it's going to work and often just as a word of caution it doesn't mean you have to completely switch apps i will want to preface that because 
Sometimes it does. And for me, it does. But knowing, like, it, can I just tweak this first? And I spent a lot of time tweaking in my Notion. I set up a shortcuts thing in Apple where I could press a button and just add a task. It's still open. <laughs> where I could just send a task really quickly and easily to my Notion. But even that wasn't enough. And then I chose to move because I value being able to get my ideas down fast and move fast because I don't know where my energy is going to be because that's the reality that I'm in, the context that I'm in versus going, hey, here is a really delicious affiliate link for this app that's going to give me lots of money. So I'm going to recommend that app to you without knowing all of the context behind why, without understanding why I switched. Why do I use this tool? Why do I use that tool? It's one of those things that I, I, I find really hard in the business world because people are telling you which tools to use without knowing anything about the way that you work. And it's, it's so true. <laughs> it, it's, it's genuinely heartbreaking because people try to force themselves into boxes with apps that don't fit them. And then people quit being a business owner because they actually feel that they're just not set up for this, that they're not quote unquote good enough because they feel that they're not doing it the way that everybody else says, so I just won't do it anymore. And it's it's sad, it's devastating. Like, great, bring in, let's bring down the mood. <laughs> but it, it, it's a hard reality with it and it sucks because the potential there when you work with the way that you do is, is so, it, it's infinite. It really is infinite when you can step beyond the way that you're told to work into the way that you work. And even, even if you just change and tweak one thing, even if you just, for example, remove your recurring task with a deadline and you move it into, say, you know, into your Google Calendar or something, it's just, just small things where you're just slowly trying to move in alignment with the way that you work, it has a massive influence on your life, on your business, like finding and defining your own success. Like you can become successful when you know how you work because you define that success because you, when you literally work the way that you are designed to work, you don't need to necessarily think half as much about how motivated I am and having to force yourself to do something. When I'm excited, I don't shut up in case that wasn't really obvious by now. <laughs> When I'm excited about things that I talk about, that's the point. That's why I chose to do podcasts rather than writing, because I get excited talking to people. I work best when I have someone to talk to rather than talking on my own, because it's boring and I hate hearing my own voice. <laughs> One thing you made me just think of, too, and oh, you're you're giving me so many like things to think about and take away from this. So This has been amazing. But one thing you made, just made me think of, it's like, I know in the online space, a lot of people, and, and I recommended it too, is talking about pre-selling. Like, and I've found through experience that doing a pre-sale on something that I'm going to be creating, it just adds a lot of pressure on me to get it done by the deadline I set for people. And I don't like to work that way. So for me, I, I think from now on, like I will create something first before putting it out in the world. I know pre-selling can be great for all the good reasons of 
knowing that like validating your idea and your offer and that, but for me, it just, it's not worth it in the long run to like, I did content kits. I did three. I'm like, oh, I'm putting out these next three content kits. They'll be ready by the end of the month. And oh my gosh, that month was a disaster. Like I had to force myself to get those done by the end of the month. I actually think one ended up being a week late. And then I felt guilty and had to send out like an apology. Like it's taking me a little longer than I expected. And oh, it's just, yeah, I know that that is one thing that I've had to change. And that's it. That, I'm really glad you brought that up because there is an assumption there that actually just because you did a pre-order and a pre-sale that it had to be by that date that because that is the suspected and suggested date but being able to go hey i'm human and i've had with a number of business owners that i know who have gone hey hold my hands up i overestimated what i could do it will be a bit late here you go i love it when business owners say that it actually makes me feel slightly better And an alternative to what you're thinking is to go, hey, I do like being motivated by that. And I like pre-selling because there are so many Mm -hmm. benefits. And I love all the benefits of pre-selling. I've launched so many more things because of pre-selling, but also releasing that like pressure on yourself just slightly that when you can't meet that deadline, that actually it's not the worst thing in the world. A whole slightly different perspective. But like I said, you know you better than me. And I am no expert in you. I'm an expert in me. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, I think like for me, I, I, I'm i definitely an empath too. So I take things a lot harder. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, just sending out that email for the people that bought that last kit where I was like, I'm so sorry. It's, I don't want to like, I feel like being creative and like it was creating content. So I was like, I don't want to force it. I, I want it to be good. And I, people like, I, it was just in my head. I was like, people are going to be so upset. They're going to be worried, but nobody was upset. They were fine with it being a week late. It wasn't a big deal, but we build things up in our heads and be like, oh my gosh, like everyone's going to demand a refund. My business is going to fail because I didn't hit this deadline. And we just go to all these worst case scenarios. <laughs> And whenever I get stuck, my brain does that all the time. Like, literally, I bet you the moment I come off of this this podcast, I'm like, oh my God, why did I say that? <laughs> Never going to want to talk to it. Like, my brain is doing that as we speak. It is just how we work mm-hmm. as beings. But also, chances are it's going to be just fine. Mm-hmm. And often mm-hmm. it isn't quite as bad as we think. And just... We don't have to do anything with that. Often we move into that, oh, I must improve that part of me. I must get over my fear of this or make sure I, no, 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 no. Just knowing that's what you're doing has such an influence. And I think I did that in the introvert. Like when we bring in awareness of how we work and awareness is not one thing, it's like seven or eight things that happen. And when we bring that in and just knowing it exists, we can decide how to respond to it. And sometimes when I am burnt out, exhausted, I will still try to force myself to keep working because I want to and feel I should. But other times I'm like, nope, I'm done. And I realize that. And sometimes I listen to that other voice, which it it doesn't go away. 
when you get to that point of like, oh, someone's not going to like this, someone's going to be upset, that voice, I think there's a common misconception of like, I have anxiety, like all the time. And often people, how do you overcome your anxiety? No, I just make friends with it <laughs> because he's not going to go nowhere. <laughs> he's staying exactly where he is, but I am understanding and I know that it exists and I can move away from that and make a different decision because I'm aware that it exists and I can choose what I want to do. And that is kind of, for me, what I get super excited about of like the the opportunities when to be aware of how you work and just taking that in just that momentary like oh what do i want to do now and that excites me that whole concept of like instead of rushing ahead often productivity is about like i go from this thing to another thing to this thing to another thing do this do this do this do this follow the fire as they say you know just Everything's fine. Everything's burning to the ground. Jump from client call to client call and do all of these things. But being able to go, where am I right now? Where am I right now? How am I feeling and what's going on? And that doesn't have to be a meditative practice with stupid music in the background. It can literally just be, hey, where am I? Okay, I'm here. I love that. And I, as somebody who suffers from anxiety too, I can totally relate. To, I actually wrote a blog post for one of my content sites about Oh, I forget what I called it. It was like, why you shouldn't ignore your anxiety. And I did that for years. Like I tried to like ignore it. It's not here. It doesn't exist. I'm not listening to it. But I was, I, once I was like, okay, it's here. I, I just need to accept and okay, just acknowledge it. Like you said, it totally changed things for me. So, and I love that that kind of ties into like how you work and who you are. Yeah. Oh my gosh, I, yeah. could, I could like talk to you about this forever. But yeah, yeah, me too. <laughs> oh, this has been amazing. And I definitely learned some things that I'm going to fix and implement too. So thank you so much for being okay. here. And um, we'll have all your links in the show notes for everyone to check out and take that quiz because I'm going to be taking that right after we get off this interview. And I love it. I love it. You have so many awesome things on your website. So everyone go check those out. We'll have all the links. And thank you so much for being here and sharing all of this. It's been thank amazing. You yeah, thank you very much. Thank you so much for joining me today. This episode may have ended, but there are ways we can stay in touch until next time. You can join me at theterrorread.com where you can find tons of blog posts and resources that will also help you grow your business. And don't forget to follow me on Instagram at introvertcoach, where I share more introvert-friendly and service-based business tips with you. If you love what you're hearing, drop a five-star rating and review telling me what you are loving about the podcast so that I can continue to encourage as many introverted entrepreneurs as possible. Until next time, keep using your introvert superpowers.